0: The Rangers beat the Caps 5-1. Everybody contributes. Braden Schneider answers the bell. And goals were scored in back-to-back shifts by the Rangers. You're locked on the New York Rangers. Your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 970 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. That intro song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com/lockedon to get started and we are of course part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. So, the Rangers put together a very complete win against the Washington Capitals. They were patient in this game, didn't try to force things that weren't there, which if they did, that's something that would be playing right into the Capitals' hands, you know, as they were talking about on the broadcast, the Caps tend to be counter punchers in a way. And of course they got up one to nothing, but again, the Rangers stayed within themselves, fought their way back and eventually uh, ran away with what turned out to be a, a pretty easy and a fairly dominant win uh, for this Ranger team. But you know, when you get a win like this contributions up and down the lineup, a lot of different guys getting on at the score sheet, uh, great defense, great goaltending by Igor Shesterkin. Rangers won the special teams battle played very physical in this game as well. You could start with any number of topics, but man, I think we got to all just appreciate the fact that the Rangers played a game, a game that saw goals scored less than a minute apart, goals scored on back-to-back shifts, and it was the Rangers that scored both of those goals. The Rangers score twice in the span of 40 seconds in the second period, and in so doing, they turned the game from a 1-1 tie into a 3-1 lead. And, of course, as we mentioned, well on their way at that point to a 5-1 win, uh, they were off and running and basically just dominated the game uh, the rest of the way. But to kind of set the stage here, again, we, we got to go through this sequence because it's where the game turned. And to see the Rangers finally be the team that really plays well in the shift following a goal, uh, just kind of a relief and, and just awesome to see uh, if you're a fan of this team, especially somebody who watches them every game and kind of knows that that is a little bit of an Achilles heel. They're not always sharp in the shift that follows a goal, but they were on this night. So again, to set the stage one, one in the second period, Barkley Goodrow was called for a trip. So the Capitals go to the power play and the Rangers go with a penalty kill unit of Trocek Bonino, Lindgren and Miller. Uh, I got to shout out Vincent Trocek here, probably the defensive play of the night. Just excellent play. Uh, Alex Ovechkin, was pretty open on the one side of the net, the left side of the net. And Trocek read it, reacted beautifully, made a play on the puck, got it away from Ovechkin. If he doesn't make this play, very good chance there's going to be a goal. And I don't say that lightly because Igor Sisterkin was very good in this game. Uh, He's been very good recently, just in general. But you give Ovechkin a chance like that, he's usually going to convert. And I realize he's not exactly having a career year this year, uh, but be that as it may, a golden scoring opportunity for the Capitals, short-circuited by Vincent Trocek there. So, Rangers still shorthanded, uh, but that changes when Mika is about to clear the zone. And he draws a tripping penalty against the Capitals So 27 seconds left in the Capitals power play. Uh, we go to four on four for the 27 seconds, and then the Rangers get on a power play. And this was really not that good of a power play for the Rangers in general, at least the early portions of it. A couple of errant passes, one errant pass even that uh, you know, misfired and ended up leaving the offensive zone and went down the ice for the Rangers, But they eventually, you know, they, they stay with it. They hang in there. You get Fox passing to Mika over the blue line. Mika's against the boards, and there's two capitals pretty much all over him, and not a lot of room to maneuver there for Mika Zibanecette, but he still finds a way to make a short pass to Vincent Trocheck. Trocheck picks it up in stride, heading toward the net, and then he passes to his right over to Artemi Panarin. Uh, the defenseman had kind of been drawn to Vincent Trocheck, and so Panarin's open. And Aaron shoots from the right circle, goes short side, and scores just a deadly accurate snipe from the bread man. Two to one Rangers. They're on top for good at that point in the game. And then the shift after this, again, just mind-blowing that the Rangers actually pulled this off. They score goals on back-to-back shifts, but they make it three to one on a goal by Braden Schneider. We're gonna talk a little bit about Braden Schneider in greater detail in just a little bit in today's episode. Thought he did an excellent job in this game, answering the bell after a really, really rough performance in uh, the Rangers' final game before the break against the Sabres. But Schneider ends up scoring here. You've got Goodrow carrying the puck over the blue line. And he goes down to the ice. And initially, I thought he got tripped, and I was looking for the penalty. Replay, though, it looks like he just wiped out. I don't think the stick got in his skates or anything like that. Just lost his balance, but turned out to be a blessing in disguise. The puck goes right to Jimmy Vesey. Vesey passes back to Lindgren. Lindgren to his right over to Braden Schneider in the center of the ice. He shoots and scores. Uh, Pitlick was setting a screen for the Rangers. VZ was basically like diving across the crease when this happens. Uh, I'm not sure if he like lost his balance or what happened there, but a lot of traffic in front. And that also is a theme in this game for the Rangers. There were a lot of goals that were scored by the Rangers where the goalie just didn't get a very good look at it because the Rangers were screening, creating a lot of chaos, a lot of traffic in front of the net, and um, it obviously worked in a couple different instances in this game, uh, including this goal here by Brandon Schneider that once again put the Rangers up by a score of 3-1. to Once again, just really nice to see the Rangers be the team that does this. I've gotten on them multiple times on this podcast, not just this season, but basically since the inception of Locked on New York Rangers. And at this point, I mean, that was three coaches ago. We went from Quinn to Gallant to now, obviously, La Violette. And, you know, it's one of those things that it's difficult to quantify, you know, how good or how bad teams are and the shift that follows a goal. But watching the Rangers over the past handful of seasons, it is something that's been an issue. I remember literally talking about that on what had to be one of the first five or so episodes of Locked On New York Rangers. Now I'm going to have to go back and and look, look, try to find it, try to hear what I said then. You could pretty much just copy and paste what I said then uh, to what I've said, you know, this season as well. Um, And and again, the coaches have changed. A lot of the players have changed too, but that does seem to be Uh, an issue for the Rangers, but not on this night. They were very good in the shift that follows a goal. And not just this instance here where they scored on the shift that followed their own goal. Uh, For the most part, I thought the Rangers played well in the shift that followed a goal, all six goals that were scored in this game. There might have been a couple instances where Igor had to make a good save. Uh, Fortunately for the Rangers, again, he was very much up to the challenge in this game. Four strong games in a row for Igor at this point. And while we're talking about Igor, let's go ahead and shout him out as well because he was very, very good in this game. And I think anybody that was concerned about Igor, you got to be breathing a little bit easier at this point because he's had four very strong games in a row from least recent to most recent. You got at Boston, at Toronto, home against Buffalo, and this one home against the Caps. In those four games, Igor Shosturkin is 4-0. He has stopped 105 of 112 shots. That is a save percentage of 938. So I think at this point, safe to say that Igor's back. It also helped that the Rangers defended very well in front of him in this game. That's also been a theme recently. I think the Rangers defensively have been quite a bit better in the last handful of games in the beginning of December, they were kind of floundering a little bit, especially defensively. And it feels like, you know, I don't know if they're playing as well defensively right now as they were at the start of the season when they were just completely shut down lights out, but they've been doing a lot better and uh, clearly moving in the right direction in that aspect of the game. And, Also, you know, the Rangers were patient in this game. I kind of alluded to that a second ago, but the Capitals, they they tend to be counter punchers and uh, the Rangers stayed within themselves. They stayed patient, didn't really try to force anything that was not there. The Caps are waiting for you to open up and make a mistake and and try to force a bad pass and then they're going to go the opposite way. Um, But again, the Rangers stuck with it, got the win, and once again, uh, gave Igor Shosturkin the support that he needed. I mentioned Braden Schneider a second ago. Obviously, we just covered his goal, but he was one of the best Rangers on the ice. And I've actually got... A uh, chart from our friends over at Hockey Stack Cards. It's going to back that up. Uh, going to talk about Schneider's big night and also uh, share their information on Brandon Schneider, their data on Brandon Schneider. We're going to do all that fun stuff in just a second here. First, though, definitely want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Sleeper. It is almost the halfway point. Of the season. If you can believe that, Ranger fans, because the Rangers, they're off to a great start. They've had some highs and lows, a lot more highs and lows, and obviously a lot of players having big time seasons for this team. But you know what? Regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the locked on NHL network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy. Fantasy Hockey Contest. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Panarin or Kreider or Mika or Fox will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. To win 100 times your bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Reindeer fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so that you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you will get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. Also, want to let you guys know that Locked has launched the first ever national sports 24/7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24/7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national national sports 24/7 streaming channel. All right, so let's go ahead and keep everything rolling here. I want to give some uh, much deserved props, some much deserved credit to Braden Schneider, who I thought. Really entered the bell in this game. First of all, all five of the Ranger defensemen that were healthy at the end of this game, I think they all answered the bell as a unit. Uh, Jacob Truba obviously was dealing with an injury. Uh, it looked like with Truba, we'll talk more about Truba in a little bit here, and he's back at practice today, so that's the good news. Um, but basically, he got kind of got bumped in the head while he was trying to prevent somebody from getting to the net. But obviously, that you know kind of compromises the Rangers defensively, because now you got to play with five defensemen the rest of the way. Guys are going to be on the ice, uh, more often than they're used to, just by default, because you go from six defensemen down to five. And obviously, then you also have to mix and match quite a bit. Guys are kind of rotating in and out and playing with guys that they might not used to be or might not be used to playing with. Um, so give props to all the Ranger defensemen, but especially Braden Schneider. Braden Schneider had a rough game in the final uh, matchup for the Rangers before the holiday break there. The Rangers played the Sabres and the Rangers did win the game. That's the good news. Uh, but Braden Schneider was on the ice as was Eric Gustafson. We got to be fair here. The two of them were on the ice for all three of the goals that the Sabres scored and Schneider on the one, you know, he's kind of just reaching for the puck instead of taking the body and, um, you know, allowed his guy to get to the center of the ice and get to prime scoring real estate and score on that play. He also had a turnover uh, that led directly to an unassisted goal for the Sabres. So a rough night for Schneider. He even got benched for part of that game. And despite all this, I said, do not make him a scratch uh, for this game coming out of the break. A couple of reasons. For starters, I think Braden Schneider for the most part, since he's been called up by the Rangers, has mostly been a success story. Has mostly played well for the Rangers. I think there's been a lot more good than bad. Uh, That's first and foremost. Also, I don't think it really makes sense to mess with his confidence. You know, I mean, if you bench him, if you... Have him have a rough game and then go through the holiday break. And then it's now four days later and you make him a healthy scratch. I just think that might not be the best thing for his confidence. And I don't think he's been like this tremendous liability for the Rangers. He had a bad game. So forget it. Move on. Put him back out there. Don't get too cute with the lineup. Braden Schneider uh, should be in the lineup night in and night out. And you know, again, I, I just feel like he's somebody that would come back and answer the bell, and he did that in a big way. I, I think that probably the best thing you could do is just throw him right back out there, not let him think about it too much, and uh, give him his opportunity to you know go out there and make an impact on the Rangers. And of course, as we already talked about, uh, he did have the goal. He was a plus three in this game as well. Uh, he had two hits on the night and one shot on goal. Obviously, that one shot on goal was the goal that he scored. He also had 18 minutes and 40 seconds of ice time. That was the least among the, five healthy defensemen for the Rangers, but that's somewhat to be expected. It would either be him or Gustafson and Gustafson plays quite a bit uh, when the Rangers have the power plays. So uh, yeah, you know, everything was kind of expected there as far as time on the ice for Brian Schneider, but overall really strong night, a blue collar night for Brian Schneider. And again, we already covered the goal, but he was making plays all over the ice pretty much the entire night. You know, some big plays, some little plays. Uh, There was a goal that the Rangers scored that, tied the game at one-to-one. The first goal that they scored on the night it was right after our power play had ended for the Rangers and Braden Schneider really made a couple of nice plays here. All in quick succession. Artemi Panarin was passing from kind of along the boards to the center of the ice, looking for Braden Schneider and a little bit of an errant pass by Panarin. It was a little bit too far in front of Brayden Schneider. He might've thought that Schneider was going to keep going toward the net or just thought he would be further along than he was, or maybe just a pass that was not perfect. Go figure from Artemi Panarin, right? But, Schneider has to fully extend his stick, uh, get his stick on it. And then, you know, he's kind of exposed because he's, he's fully extended and the puck is there and it's just begging to be, you know, knocked away by one of the defenders on the play. So what Schneider does is he kind of circles away from the defenders, heads back toward the blue line. And at this point, The Rangers are kind of pinned against the blue line, Schneider specifically, but you've got Schneider, Miller, and Panarin. They don't have a lot of room to operate. they got just a couple of feet, and they're all making a couple of quick passes back and forth to each other along the blue line, just inside of the blue line. You're kind of holding your breath here because – You know, there are times where this can be happening. You're trying to hold the offensive zone and your opponent can get the puck away from you and go on a rush, maybe even a breakaway in the opposite direction. But Schneider, Miller, Panarin, all stayed cool under pressure here, especially Brandon Schneider. And then you get Miller passing to Mika. Mika then back to Keandre Miller. A little give and go action there. Uh, Keandre Miller lifts the stick of his opponent While he was receiving the pass, it's a brilliant play all around. And it doesn't happen without Schneider's ability to handle, you know, a pass that wasn't really all that close to him. And then, once again, operating uh, under pressure, under fire, while just inside uh, the attacking blue line. And and obviously not wanting to give up the offensive zone. And they found a way uh, to not do that. And Brandon Schneider had a huge hand in all of that. So good stuff all around from Schneider. On the goal by Miller there. He doesn't get an assist there. But, again, he set the whole... Uh, basically, the whole play in motion, uh, to, to lead to uh, Keandre Miller's goal in that instance, there tie the game at one to one. He also had a big hit on Tom Wilson. I mean, that'll get the fans back on your side, right? If you can square up Tom Wilson and put him down to the ice, and granted, he wasn't able to knock Wilson to the ice, but he at least staggered him, knocked him off balance a little bit there. Uh, Wilson had just gotten Schneider right before that in the neutral zone, and Schneider was kind of retaliating here. And then, uh, during a play stoppage, and they didn't show this until a little bit later in the game. Um, a replay of it, uh, Schneider and Wilson were kind of in each other's face. I think Wilson maybe was trying to drop the gloves and, uh, Schneider would not do it and props to him for, for declining. Because at that point, I want to say at that point in the game, the Rangers uh, had, in, had increased their lead. They were up to 3-1. to one. And obviously, Wilson, he's looking to fight. He wanted no part of Ryan Reese when Ryan Reese was on the Rangers. But now, you know, he'll, he'll want to fight everybody, uh, you know, on the ice for the Rangers. And in this case, going after Braden Schneider, Schneider didn't seem interested and um, props to him for keeping his cool in that situation. There was also, you know, a little play later in the game. Brayden Schneider intercepts a pass in the neutral zone, skates into the offensive zone, puts a backhand shot on net. You know, didn't really have that good of a chance of, Going in, uh, but regardless, a good defensive play by Brian Schneider. And then um, you know, confidently moving up the ice and uh taking a shot uh pretty close to the doorstep there on, on the backhand. And then, you know, another another little play here in the third period, just breaking up a capitals uh rush. You know, he stood them up in the neutral zone, kind of approaching the Rangers blue line and uh skates away with the puck in that instance as well. So he stood, stands them up and then skates away with the puck himself. So again, just a really, really solid night for Brandon Schneider and for anybody that's kind of been on Schneider or thinks he's like this god-awful defenseman he's had this terrible season I just I think you're you're off the mark on this one he's had some bad games I will acknowledge that um there have been times I mean obviously the most recent game against Buffalo really rough night for Schneider there there's times where him and Zach Jones were paired together where they weren't at their best but again I, I'll keep saying this I think there's been a lot more good than bad uh, when it comes to Brayden Schneider and keep in mind 22 years old, less than two full seasons of NHL experience under his belt. And it's had approximately 57 different defense partners. And obviously I'm exaggerating to make the point there, but it really has been a revolving door as far as the reindeer six defenseman is concerned. I mean, that'll make your head spin no matter who you are. And, you know, you think about the other Ranger defensemen, and we love the top four, you know, for the most part. Every now and then one of these guys will come under fire from the fans or they'll have a bad night or whatever. But Fox, Lingren, Miller, Truba, I mean, that's a really solid quartet there. But what do those guys have in common? They're always playing with the same defense partner. Fox is always with Lingren for the most part, and Miller's always with Truba. And you know, sometimes on the penalty kill, they'll go with Lingren and Truba. And they'll go with, you know, Miller and Fox. So I I get that. There's some mixing and matching every once in a while. But for the most part, 5v5 play, those four are always kind of in the same alignment. They're always in the top four uh, for this Ranger team. And, you know, Adam Fox is actually a great example of that. Because ever since he's come into the league, he's been an elite defenseman, Norris winning defenseman. Um, But in the few instances where Adam Fox maybe just seems a little bit off, doesn't quite seem to be uh, playing at that elite level that we've come to expect from Adam Fox, What's usually happening when that's the case? It's usually when Ryan Lindgren is out of the lineup with an injury. So think about that. You've got Adam Fox, a guy who, you know, for sure, at the absolute worst is a top five defenseman. You can make the argument he's the best defenseman in the entire league. Um, but even he, when he doesn't have his right-hand man, Ryan Linggren, out there, his game does take at least a little bit of a hit. I mean, he's still an excellent player, but it, there have been times, you know, anytime that he's struggled, it seems to be, it seems to happen when Ryan Lingren isn't out there. And that's a world-class elite defenseman. Now put yourself in the shoes of Braden Schneider, who again, 22 years old, less than two years in the league and constantly, constantly, constantly having to play with a different defenseman. And he's done it all. He's played with uh, offensive defensemen, stay-at-home defenseman, veteran journeyman, veteran, okay, try that again. Veteran journeyman, uh, homegrown ranger, prospects. Uh, big guys, small guys, you know, he's done it all. He's had a a ton of different defense partners and he's had a lot on his plate since he's been caught up to the Rangers. And I think for the most part, again, he has passed uh, all these tests with flying colors. Doesn't mean he's above a bad game every now and then most 22 year olds aren't by the way. Uh, but Braden Schneider for the most part, uh, a lot more good than bad, uh, when it comes to his career thus far with the New York Rangers. And as promised, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, share my screen, uh, for those of you, watching on youtube and for those of you listening on audio don't worry i'll talk you through it but i'm gonna go ahead and uh share this tab uh right here from there it is so this is a a tab on twitter right now and this comes to us from hockey stat cards and basically what they do and i don't pretend to know exactly everything that goes into it but they measure just how well and how poorly a player played in a lot of different aspects of the game. The four categories that they go with are offense, which is offensive impact above average. You've got production, which is player points and individual actions. You've got defense, which is defensive and also PK impact above average. And then you've got miscellaneous, which includes things like penalties, drawn face-offs, et Now, again, I don't pretend to know exactly everything that goes into this or how they come to these numbers. Uh, but it is striking how often when you look at one of these charts, it seems to check, you know, check. It, it seems to check. It seems to be in line with what we saw during the game. And for those of you, uh, again, watching on YouTube, you already know this. You already see it on the screen. And for those of you listening on audio, Brayden Schneider was ranked as the uh, top New York Ranger player on the ice uh in this game. They don't rank goalies. It's just the skaters. But Brayden Schneider, uh, then followed by Keandre Miller, Artemi Panera, Mika Zibanejad, and Alexi Lafreniere, your top five Rangers uh for this game. And uh again, very impressive on a night where, Everything was clicking for the Rangers, and everybody was playing well—at uh, least according to you know this this sheet here, this this stat sheet uh, that was put together. Uh, Brain Schneider was the top guy for the New York Rangers, so just good stuff all around uh, when it comes to Brain Schneider, and obviously very happy that um, you know he answered the bell because he followed up. Was probably his worst game of the season with what might very well be his best game of the season. I'm happy to see that happen. And uh, Brian Schneider is somebody that the Rangers are going to need going forward, especially if Jacob Truba has to miss any amount of time. Uh, we're going to keep everything rolling in just a second here, though. I want to shift our attention to another Ranger defenseman. That would, of course, be K Andre Miller, who turned in an excellent night for the Rangers. Also, going to talk about Adam Edstrom being called back up and going to talk a little bit more about the uh, injury to Jacob Truba. We'll do all that fun stuff in just a second here. Well, not so much the injury to true where that's not fun, but the rest of it's fun. We'll do all that in just a second here. First, though, definitely want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's 150 bucks. If your team wins, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. I have a friend, I've talked about him before, but uh, he's a big-time New York Giants fan, but he never really trusts them, so he always sends to bet against them. As he explains it to me, something good will happen no matter what. Either his team wins the game, and he loses his bet, or his team loses, but he wins this bet. Just kind of an idea to toss out there for you guys. But once again, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, let's go ahead and keep everything rolling here. And uh for the everydayers, we're kind of still figuring out Friday's episode. But uh there's one episode I've been looking to do uh kind of recently where I just want to take a look at the Ranger you know, depth chart, the roster and everything, and try to figure out how everything will look once everybody is healthy. And fingers crossed that that actually happens and everybody gets back in the lineup without anybody else getting injured. But I think that'll be a fun episode. And uh, there will be a lot of tough decisions for the Rangers to make uh, if that does indeed happen, which again is a good problem to have because it means you're deep and it means that you know, everybody on your team, everybody on your roster has at least some value. And I think that's the case with the Rangers right now. So we'll get to that in another episode, possibly the very next episode. But for right now, let's turn our attention to Keandre Miller, brilliant night uh, for Miller. He ends up with two goals and an assist. And once again, cannot stress this enough, does this without Jacob Truba. Uh, Miller, of course, part of the Ranger quintet of defensemen that stepped up in a big, big way in this game without the captain on the ice. It's always a little bit difficult because again, you're mixing and matching and you're playing with a defense partner a different defense partner on every shift, and, and maybe one that you're not used to playing with. And you know, just kind of a blow to lose your captain, uh, regardless of you know what position he plays or uh what role he plays for your team. And obviously, uh losing Jacob Truba. Big blow to the Ranger defense course. But yeah, Miller stepped up big time. We already covered his first goal. We were talking about Braden Schneider earlier and how he helped to set that up, and that tied the game at one to one in the second period. Uh, but Miller, he was a plus three on the night. He was also out there for 22 minutes and 20 seconds. That was second on the team only to Adam Fox. Uh, he also had three shots on goal and two hits. He uh, drove Tom Wilson into the boards. Uh, at one point, I believe that was the second period. So again, you know, it, Ranger fans are going to like that. Anybody that puts a, a big hit on a, uh, on Tom Wilson, I, I think they're immune from any criticism for at least one game, at least the rest of the, the game against the Capitals. But let's get to K. Andre Miller's second goal on this night. This made the score 4-1, kind of came from out of nowhere. The Capitals uh, took the puck over the blue line and Miller got it away from Ovechkin, Pass up the ice to Blake Wheeler. Uh, Wheeler then across the ice to Chris Kreider. Kreider gets over the blue line. Uh, he sees KeAndre Miller kind of trailing the play, moves the puck over to Miller. Miller takes it in stride, goes toward the net, and scores on a wrist And once again, big time traffic in front of the net for the Rangers. Uh this again it was a theme for the Rangers in this game. Blake Wheeler was there, Mika Zibanejad was there. Wheeler and Mika were almost like crisscrossing on this play. One of them was going in one direction, the other was going in the other and I wasn't sure at, th- at first I thought maybe there was a deflection on this play but it didn't look like it. Uh on the replay and obviously that goal has been credited to K Andre Miller, but give props, you know, everybody on the ice contributing to this one. And uh you know, Kreider making the pass and seeing K Andre Miller uh you know trailing the play and then you have Wheeler and Mika both, uh, you know, creating some traffic in front, creating uh, some issues for the goalie, trying to pick up the puck, which he, uh, of course, was not able to do. And it's funny, at this point in the game, you know, I mentioned earlier how the Capitals are kind of counterpunchers. The Rangers are almost throwing it right back in their face here. I thought the Rangers, and I was not alone here. Joe, Joe point pointed this out as well. I thought the Rangers did a great job just kind of, throwing the Capitals game right back in their face in the third period because, you know, it's three to one. There's like seven minutes off the clock in the in the third period, eight minutes, nine minutes. And at a certain point, the Capitals have to step on the gas a little bit, start taking some chances, especially in a game where I thought the Rangers defended very well and limited those, you know, great scoring chances for the Caps. They got to start, you know, taking a couple more chances. And in this case, uh, Ovechkin gets his pocket picked and the Rangers go the other way and they score off of a counter rush. And um, kind of the same thing happened on the on the fifth goal as well. Now the Caps are down by three goals. Now they really got to push the envelope. And uh, KeAndre Miller has a secondary assist on a goal by Alexi Lafreniere. you got Miller passing to Fox. Fox to Lafreniere across the ice. And Lafreniere buries it. Five to one, Rangers. So I I thought the Rangers, again, they were excellent in the third period. They go into it up three to one. And they kind of found, you know, it's a very fine line. Staying aggressive. Staying on the attack. But also... Not doing anything to compromise yourself defensively. You don't want to go into a shell, but you also don't want to take unnecessary risks either. And I thought the Rangers stayed aggressive, kept the forecheck going, uh, took the opportunities when they were there, but they never got flat-footed. There was never really any golden scoring chances. There was one. There was one really good chance for the Capitals in the third period. I think that was it, though. That occurred when the Rangers were still up uh, three to one. Uh, other than that, you know, they always had somebody back. There were no odd man rushes for the Caps in the third period. The Rangers didn't look to trade rushes with the Capitals. Again, they they got the puck deep. They went to work on the four check and they always had somebody back. They always had somebody in position. You just felt like the Rangers were going to close this one out watching this game. And of course, that's what they did. A couple of insurance goals in the third period to boot. So good stuff all around there and uh, an excellent night for Andre Miller. As for Jacob Truba, we've kind of been talking about him on and off throughout this entire episode here. But, um, you know, again, props to the Ranger five defense and that were still out there getting the job done without Truba. Um, losing Jacob Truba is obviously a tough blow And as far as, you know, what happened, again, it looked like Truba kind of got bumped in the head when, and I don't want to speculate here, that's just what it looked like to me, when a capital was trying to drive toward the net and Truba ended up leaving early in the second period. He was out there for a penalty kill and actually had a pretty important clear during said penalty kill, but I do believe that was the last time he was on the ice uh, in the game and that was it for Truba. And we'll see. He was ruled out to return uh, early in the third period, or at least that's when we found out about it. Uh, The good news, once again, though, is that he is out there at practice on Thursday today. Um, Rangers are at Florida on Friday and at Tampa on Saturday. So at this point, we pretty much just keep our fingers crossed and hope that the captain is back out there. Obviously, if it's anything having to do with the head, you have to be careful and exercise caution and all that good stuff. If it's one of those things where it's kind of iffy 50-50, You could almost give them the night off. I mean, again, you don't want to get too comfortable and and too relaxed. But when you look at where the Rangers are in the standings, you know, on top of the entire NHL, you don't have to rush somebody back from injury. And again, you don't want the Rangers to lose that game-to-game urgency that has been such an important part of this team and uh, such uh, a key attribute as far as why the Rangers are where they are. Um, but you also have to be smart. You, you don't want to throw Jacob Truba back out there. Again, I don't know what the injury is. If it's something that he could make worse in one way or another, uh, you don't want to rush him back, but you know, we'll see. I'm sure the Rangers will make the right decision there. They, they tend to, to do that when it comes to their injuries. So we'll just wait and see if Jacob Truba is out there against the Panthers on Friday or at the very least uh, Saturday against the lightning. Also a bit of news here. Adam Edstrom called back up from the Hartford Wolfpack, which was interesting. You hear that the Rangers are calling somebody up from the pack and you think that like, well, maybe it's to, uh, you know, deal with an injury that just happened. But Jacob Trouba is the guy that got hurt. Trouba is a defenseman. Adam Edstrom is a center. As far as why this might be happening. I mean, would they take somebody out of the lineup? You know, would somebody like Tyler Pitlick come out of the lineup? I feel like Pitlick's played pretty well. The Ranger fourth line has done well recently and they did well in this game. Uh, additionally, So I don't really know. It's kind of a wait and see situation here for the Rangers. Um, Edstrom, for what it's worth, though, he did very much impress in his first game with the Rangers, his first NHL game a little bit earlier this season, scored a goal with three seconds to go, uh, but just as importantly, played a very physical brand of hockey. He almost scored like a between the legs goal in that game. Just looked good overall, looked comfortable, looked like he belonged. And obviously uh, one of the biggest players on the Rangers, as soon as he steps onto the ice, this guy is uh, as big as a tree and, um, you know, we'll see. I, I know a lot of Ranger fans are excited to see what he can do. And I'm not sure how they're going to work him into the lineup. If they're going to work him into the lineup, would, is there a forward that's suffering from an injury that we don't know about right now? That's always possible as well. I'm um, very, very curious to see if he'll be on the lineup on Friday and or if, you know, somebody will come out of the lineup uh, when that does happen. We'll, we'll see how that goes there. But uh only other thing I want to mention today as it pertains to this game, the fourth line for the Rangers. Once again, uh, VZ, Goodrow, and Pitlick going out there, just doing some blue-collar work for this team. I was wondering when we were previewing this game, you know, would that trio be on the ice against the Caps' top line? And uh, the Rangers did indeed look to do that at times in this game. Uh, they started the game, the Ranger fourth line, against the Caps' top line of Ovechkin, Strome, and Wilson. And that trio that I just mentioned from the Capitals, they end up with no points. They were a minus two combined and just six shots on goal for them Uh, belong to Alex Ovechkin. But honestly, you could make the argument that the Ranger fourth line had better chances of scoring in this game than the Capitals' top line. Uh, that's how well they played against them. Pitlick had a chance from the doorstep kind of late in this game and you know, kind of shot it into the goalie instead of the part of the net that was open. So felt for him there. You know, Pitlick does go to work every single night, as does this entire line. I thought Goodrow had a good game. And VZ was talking about uh, before the game, you know Sam Rosen was was mentioning this that you know him and his line mates there they they love the role that they're in they really embrace that challenge of having to try to shut down the opposing team's top line and it shows when you when you watch these guys on the ice you know, they go to work out there and they take a freaking beating that's that's the other thing like uh, VZ and Goodrow have both been wearing you know obviously the the cage over there their face because VZ not too long ago get hit with a puck and I I want to say they they said. 25 stitches for VZ. So he, just in this game last night, the first time that uh, he was not wearing the extra protection, you know, the cage over his face. Barkley Goodrow still has his after getting hit in the mouth, you know, by the uh, shot from Ke'Andre Miller. So, man, these guys go to work every single night and, and they do deserve props and uh, just have a job in this game. Against the Capitals top line. But I figure we could pretty much call it there. If you guys would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at lo underscore ny underscore rangers. Once again, that's at lo underscore ny underscore rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.